Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for March 13th, Friday the 13th of 2020. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer for HockeyBuzz.com. I'm Cameron Walsh for HockeyHits.com. Okay, so we have a hockey podcast. We we don't have any hockey. Um, <laughs> you like basketball, but there's no basketball. Um, there's oh, no yeah. anything. Uh, the coronavirus has canceled sports, and, you know, it's a big deal. It's worldwide. This is a huge issue. Um, we're podcasting because uh, there are still things to be said about it. Um, I just wanted to give a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, we will not be sticking to sports. There are no sports to stick to. So this is going to go in maybe a little bit different direction at, at times than our, where we normally go, which is we try to stay kind of neutral-ish during the hockey talk. Um, the times that we have uh, talked about politics and world events, we've separated it from the rest of the podcast. Uh, I don't know how we can do that with this. I don't think we can, so that's the disclaimer. This podcast uh, might not be for you. Um, just saying <laughs> that now. Uh, you can hit that off button. No no hard feelings. Um, it'd be strange if you kept listening and then talk shit to us. Um, that would be weird. But, um, you know, we... We have two different viewpoints here, one from the United States and one obviously from Australia. Um, we'll talk about some similarities, some differences, you know, overall, like handling the news that, that's happening, that there are very few uh, countries not impacted from what I believe our listener base is. And um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about the coronavirus. So um, kind of new things were going bad in Italy. And uh, they're starting to ramp up here in the United States. Uh, how, what was, how's your timeline been compared to ours? Ours, ours, is, ours is okay in the sense that our infected rate, you know the graph that everybody's been showing in regards to Italy's just went from sort of nothing to something ridiculously quickly and then the United States is sort of similarly projected at the moment. Ours is much flatter than that, um, which, is, which is good. Um, we we did get out there a little bit early and say, hey guys, this thing's this thing's around. We need to try and be responsible with it. Um, didn't you know how over in in South Korea they've got there and basically locked everyone down and drive through testing and all that kind of stuff? We've done nothing of that. We've literally got there and said, oh no, everything's okay. Only yesterday did our prime minister come out and say. Do not go to big sporting events, effective of Monday. So he's left this weekend open. Do, do you know why everybody. he chose then? Yes, because he's um, a religious nutbag no. and he's got a church sermon on Sunday. <laughs> no. no. No, no, legitimately. He's no. a some guy. You motherfuckers infected Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah, I was going to get to that. <laughs> um, that was the our, breaking our, point our, for everybody. <laughs> Our, our, our infected rate is considerably lower than anybody else's at this point in the timeline. Whether it holds that way, I just, I don't know. Like quite clearly, I, we're no experts. I'm just watching the data as it comes in and, and we're quite lucky at the moment. We are crazy as a country. I don't know whether you've seen, this is probably six days ago, seven days ago, people were getting into fist fights in supermarkets trying to bulk buy toilet paper yeah the toilet paper thing man i don't get it it well when i got there and said that the government came out and said you know this is real like we do need to be vigilant in regards to looking after ourselves and making sure that we're okay our country went nuts i went oh fuck this is going to be a pandemic we need to we need to go and, and grab all our shit and stockpile it for months on end because we're not going to be allowed out of the house like our government, all the way leading up to the election when they got elected and then after it, has basically run on fear. So everything that comes out of their mouth Same here. has always has always been about, it is the worst, this is terrible. So I suppose the general public reaction to 
guys, this is, you hear the word pandemic come out of a government that has been saying for the last seven years, the world is going to end. I suppose it kind of makes sense that those people that aren't plugged into politics think, shit, the world's going to end. I kind of get that. Albeit, it is an actual pandemic this time. No, 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 it absolutely is. But when you hear the word pandemic come out of an area where everything is going to end, I understand why people panic. It just, it sucks a little bit. Loses its luster because of the, just the fear mongering. Yeah, and then people freak the fuck out. And it's like, we've seen some examples of, um, I bumped into somebody and they said, all I want to do is buy one six pack of toilet paper because I'm literally down to one roll and all of the shelves are empty. Like there are signs up that say one packet per person. And it's like, yeah, surely we can be adults about this, but quite clearly we can't. Can it's I? just, and I'm worried because I live with four girls. <laughs> I'm screwed. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, I went to the downstairs bathroom today. I looked under the sink. None there. I'm like, oh, <laughs> boy. And, um, you know, we we always just buy the, the huge, like, value packs at Wegmans. Yeah. And we buy one. And when that runs out, we buy another. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I don't know. I have, I, it's crazy. It's, um... It's, it's the environment that, you know, has been created, and now people are just trying to uh, survive within it, I suppose. Um, I think for us, it's been very problematic having, um, you know, quite frankly, uh, somebody uh, that is beneath the moment leading us right now. Yeah. Um, President Trump is not capable. He, he's he's not intelligent. Uh, when he's even when he's reading from a script, he he takes things out when people aren't looking and screws it up, and causes the stock market to lose almost ten percent of its value in one day because of those fuck ups. You just he just threw half a trillion dollars into the goddamn market for fifteen minutes and then it dropped again. Like talk about putting money on fire like oh my god sorry continue but you know his spoken word has consequences and he doesn't know what yeah. he's saying because he's not right and his his actions and leadership in this time have power unfortunately he either doesn't understand that or care about it people are going to die because he's a fuck up and i don't think that's People will claim that's um, political, and maybe it is, but I, I think it transcends that because I think no matter what party's in um, a leadership position, uh, we all expect more of that person in the, a scenario like this. Because while your guy, um, as you said, was claiming it to be a pandemic and like overdoing it, maybe. Yeah. Trump is calling it a democratic hoax as of a week ago and that it's fine and our 15 cases will be zero in a week. And now, he, it's, a, now it's a national emergency. Like, he, what the hell? He literally gaslights lies. And there's articles out there claiming that he purposely is keeping the testing down so the numbers aren't bad because of his reelection bid coming up in November. Right, so, so the, the logic with that is it's like, say you only get 100,000 people tested, but then 10,000 people die. The mortality rate percentage of the tests compared to the, is so much higher. That doesn't help him at all. People well, are going to die whether you test mind, them or not. It does, because in that moment, it helps him. He's a malignant narcissist. I just, he doesn't, I look at he doesn't map anything out because he will move whatever goalposts necessary to, I mean... The press conference he just gave was horrendous. Yeah, I've seen chunks of it. It's just, it's amazing. It, he's like a goldfish. It's six seconds in front of himself. That's it. Anything further than six seconds, he'll worry about that the next six seconds that comes around. It's, you're right, there's no forethought whatsoever in, in what he does. The people the he surrounds... Oh, sorry. No, 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 you're right. The, the people, people he surrounds himself with are yes people for that just to advance that sole purpose of elevating him 
keeping him isolated from criticism, propping him up, um, you know, gaslighting the nation with lies. Uh, he has a whole network that does that for him. Uh, Fox News went from calling it a Democratic hoax last week. Now they are claiming Democrats aren't doing enough. Like, it's really if sad. If you watch, and if Fox News is the only place that you get your news from, that's a massive gear shift. At some point, do you get there and go, say what? Well, here's the other thing. Like, Fox News is his base. What's yep. the demographic for that base? And what's yeah. the demographic for the people that are going to die from this? Yeah. He's literally uh, it's, harming it's... the people that actually like him. That's how fucking yeah. dumb he is. And it's sick. And I feel bad I... for the people that just kind of have are stuck yeah. in that Fox News loop because, like, it's a weird reality to live in. And, you know, not that CNN and MSNBC don't have their problems. I don't oh, yeah, think it's do. I don't think it's on scale compared to the other and it, the, it's, it's, not. it's it's not only misinformation it's disinformation like flat out lying about things yeah that's and, the big problem and people are going to die people that one thing that to. we've one thing we have learned about this is we know how Mike Pence will look at God if there is a God when he dies I don't think I've seen anybody look more reverential to a person above them in my entire life in public life it is nuts that man is so far up trump it is just speaking of nuts that's what he's got in his mouth well yes absolutely for a man that hates hates gays geez i tell you what um he's i just that press conference is just is terrifying the issue that prime minister morrison has over here is you remember the bushfires that yes. we just had it feels like 10 yeah. years ago but yes it, it, it does he was in hawaii when that happened didn't come back came back late then said when he came back well i can't hold a hose what's the point of me being here sort of thing then when the fire started to get under control went out into the general population where you know all the fires have been which you know every prime minister or world leader should do it's the right thing to do <laughs> it's the lead up that was the problem yeah Went around trying to shake people's hands, and people just did not want to shake his hand. Oh, not I saw some clips of that. Yeah, right? So you can see where the public sentiment is in regards to where he's at. So this thing crops around, and he's like, right, here's a chance to actually show that I can lead, that I can do something, which is why he jumped out early in regards to what he did. So his language was right, but did nothing about it. Like, actually doing something, did nothing about it. They have now shifted funds from the bushfire recovery, of which there was $2 billion assigned to that, which doesn't sound much to you, but we're only 26 million people, okay? Not No, that's a lot of money. No, no, it is, but economies of scale. He assigned $2 billion to assist with the funds. Only like 500000 had come out of those funds. People were really struggling to actually get the money dispersed to them. So funds are now being shifted from that to try and help with this health crisis. And when people are getting tested, it's like four day gap here, where I can't understand how we've got a four day gap, yet South Korea can give you a, give you a result in four hours. Like, they, because they, our, they committed to an infrastructure. Our health system is really good here. <clears throat> of all the flaws that happen in this country, and every country has them, I love our public health system here. I love the fact that you can go in and certain surgeries that you think you should be at the back of the queue for, you end up at the front because you lose your mobility. Like that's what happened to me when I did my Achilles. Um, they said, oh, if you'd busted your shoulder, yeah, you'd have been at the back of the queue because you can still be mobile. But this, this is like all the resources should be shifted to trying to find this. It's not a matter of if you get it, you might get it and you'll be fine in the sense that you'll come out of it okay. It's who you might pass it on to when you don't know you've got it. Like, my wife has a compromised immune system. If I get it, and I don't know that I've got it because somebody in my office had it, or somebody on the hour and 40-minute train that I catch gets it or has it and then passes it to everybody in the carriage because they've coughed on a handle and everybody touches the handle, and then you touch your face because everybody touches their face 150 times a day without knowing it, and I get it, then Kylie gets it. 
you know, who knows what the results are of that. So it's not so much about yourself personally, it's about everybody else around you. I just saw something where uh, an English um, infectious disease expert got there and said, don't think about you trying not to get it. Think about that you've got it and you don't want to give it to somebody else. And I suppose that's the way I have to think from now on, if that makes sense. It's the way Americans have to think because we don't have testing. We have no idea. Like we, we have a little bit more of an idea than what you guys do, but you guys have no idea. No, it was a hoax a week ago. And then the president came on the air and said that anybody who needs to get a test can get a test. And then said, he's so good at all of this, maybe he could have done this instead of being president. Oh, that was so I, funny. I'm paraphrasing, but I mean... <laughs> I, I. Now, let me ask you this. Are you trying yeah. to tell me that you are not jealous of the quote-unquote relationship that I have with me and my private health care insurance that oh good god do you know like that's i and i get pissed off in the democratic primaries when like joe biden who you know will probably be the nominee uh still light years ahead of trump but still disappointing at least to me for um, yes um because i don't want a centrist right now but that's that's you know that's just a personal opinion but when they say, and Pete Buttigieg and the others, well, I don't want to take the people away from the, the health care that they like. And, like, nobody fucking likes their health care. It's a necessary evil. Like, no one gives a shit. Yeah, but it's spoken by people that are getting money from them. I know, uh, I, I know that, but I, it angers yes. me. Like, I don't have a really, it needs to be I simple. have good health insurance because I'm a teacher in New York State. I'm lucky. What I happens if I'm you lucky lose your job? relatively you know, relative to much of the country. But I'm this not... is the thing. All of your health care is tied up in your employment. Which which is anybody despicable. Anybody loses their job and all of a sudden you can't go and get and what? get a three thousand dollar test to see if you're gonna infect anyone. I think that to me is the most baffling thing of all of this. They're trying to make money off it. They are all of the Well that's all not of the... that's our system. No no no. I get it. But it's like all of the drug companies I've probably got scientists working 24/7 to come up with the goddamn, um, the goddamn the cure is not the word I'm looking Vaccine. for. Vaccine for the immuno. Thank you. That's the word I'm after because they know they're going to profit bazillions, quadrillions of dollars off it. Like the, the the free market at times is great for innovation, but there are certain things in society that shouldn't be driven by profit. Yeah, well, and I, mean, I think, I think healthcare is one of them. Everybody deserves to have it. Your healthcare is only as good as the weakest in the system. It's why you have herd mentality with vaccines. I also it's... would argue education should be part of that. Yes, absolutely. Um, because of um, you create social and economic divides. Of course, our country's been doing it intentionally for years. And, so we. And. You know, you give people health care, you give people an education, you don't tie their health care to a job. They are free to move around and be more competitive in their job search. Um, Which is free market. Like, that, that's, that's the other thing about it. If everybody has a level base and then you are hired upon your skill level or your work rate and all those sorts of things that you hear a lot of people on the right of politics in the United States and here in Australia... If everybody has that level base, then it literally does come down to ability. And they always talk about the meritocracy of those that try hard, those that put in, will get rewarded. And that is not the case for people that have disabilities through no fault of their own. They might work their ass off, but if there is no level playing field at the bottom, doesn't matter how hard they work, they never get a chance to go forward or up. And I honestly thought that the whole point of like when you procreate is to make sure that the world you leave behind those kids that you've you've brought into the world is that it's a better place than what you had i always thought that was the process yeah um put it this way <clears throat> it's like you were running an 800 meter race and the communities and different people that are propped up by our current system start at 600 meters yeah. And our disadvantaged start at the real starting line, even though the people at the real starting line might be much faster. Guess who doesn't win the race no matter what? Yeah. And that's the reality of the situation. And I really hate it. 
And not for nothing, uh, the S word socialism gets thrown out a ton, a lot of times just disingenuously, not even understanding what that term actually even means. And, you know, what I find have, is that it's, it's socialism, to... you know, gets shit talked. It, it's pure capitalism for the poor. But when companies need to be bailed out, they certainly get a very uh, socialism lookalike uh, money system um, to help them out when things are going wrong. They have a security blanket and a security net, not not poor people. No, they got to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Companies do <laughs> not have to do that. And that's that's the true reality. And that needs to be brought up as we move forward towards a general election is, yeah, capitalism for the poor, socialism for the rich. It's we we brutal. have private we have private health care and public health care here. Everybody has that baseline of of um, public health. We are not a socialist country. I think it's one of the most annoying things about the democratic primary is providing every citizen the ability to go and get checked when they're it's sick. It's a centrist position, except in our country. Is is just and we we I will admit this we've drifted further and further to the right over the last 20 ish years. Ours is fifty, so yeah, but. The right is always trying to snip little bits away from Medicare because they realize that um, there's profits to be made from health. And there, there certainly is. Of course. You of should, course. You should, yeah. You have a product trying, that no matter what happens, somebody needs. Correct. That's right. And, and I think almost any product like that should be run by the government. Anything that it is an essential service, you shouldn't be trying to make a profit off. You could get it to be run by a private company and because generally they're more efficient, but they shouldn't be able to make X amount of profit off it. Plus that, do you know what I mean? Like they shouldn't be able to have 20% profit running off it. It's just, it's just crazy. So, you know, it's just, our, our, our immigration minister met, Ivanka Trump and a few people from your administration six days ago. <laughs> I loved when you out, brought this up before the podcast. Came out today, yeah, not today, yesterday. He's got coronavirus. So in between the time of him coming back from the States and declaring that he had it yesterday, they had a national security, I'll call it that because of what you guys call yours, and I, right now I cannot remember what ours is called. Might be a national security council. Anyway, had... Uh, all of the security leaders of the federal government in it and had leaders from all of the states that we have here in it as well. And they said because of the incubation period, they've said nobody's getting tested. Now, our prime minister was in that meeting and has got their prior uh, post knowing this and has said, no need for everybody to panic. Still go to the football on the weekend. Still go to your gatherings on the weekend. After that news came out, he got there and went, oh, I'm not going to go to the footy because it might get misinterpreted. So he's not actually worried about the public health consequences of him going to a public gathering with, you know, 15,000 people and him potentially having it, even though they've said he doesn't. He hasn't actually been tested yet. Like, where's the responsibility here? There's just, there's just nothing from, from our prime minister that says, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the bull by the horns and go, or I'm gonna change my behaviour, and then hopefully everybody else will change their behaviour to make sure that they don't pass it on." Now, you were talking a bit before, like we were talking back and forth during yesterday when they were really clamping down on all the North American sports. Yeah, and, and you were bitching about, and rightfully so, F1. You have the big F1 race there. Everybody's they already in there. And guess what nationality is a huge proponent of F1? Yeah, Italians. So that's not good, and they were there. We didn't, we didn't close it off until they were all here. Like, they intentionally waited until they knew all of the F1 teams were in, 
and then did, we're, we're cutting, they didn't do the race though did they no and they only didn't do the race because the teams themselves went shit we've got you know two or three and i think mclaren was the one that started it because i think they had three in their team that uh were infected with it <laughs> and they said well we're out even before that news came out freaking hamilton was sitting there saying i can't believe we're doing this I don't really want to be a part of this, but I'm, you know, contractually obliged to do it, so I'm going to do it. And then, and then the his team pulled it, and you go, all right, cool. So they pulled it, and then all the other teams said, well, fuck it, we're not going to do this either. Like our, I understand. It's one of those things where it's like our state gets so much money from that thing happening. Because so many people come in and spend. There's so a lot much of money, money, unfortunately, being lost. Yes, everywhere. The thing is, um, though, it, you don't, you can't put that in front of the healthier people. Your job as a leader of a state or a country correct. or as a mayor is to protect the health of the people that you, you've been elected to look after. You know, and... when it comes when it comes to national security, when you've got like. When you've got, we keep saying, oh, our job is to protect our people. We're going to stop these boat people from entering our country because they're fleeing goddamn persecution from other countries on boats. They talk about, oh, we've got to protect the safety of our people then. But when you can't see it, they don't care. It's the same argument with climate change. It's like, oh, you can't actually see what's going on, so people don't really care about it. This virus, you can see the results of it. People die. Yes. Um, yes, and it's it's crazy that they let it get that far, and you know, not just Trump calling it a hoax. Let's let's bring this a little bit back to sports again. Rudy Gobert. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's so gonna have to get traded. Um, so Utah Jazz player. You know, making the the media rules. They couldn't be near the player. He goes and touches all their microphones. He thinks, ha-ha, no big deal. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder and the Utah Jazz are about to tip off in Oklahoma City until the trainer rushes out to the refs and says, nah, we're not doing this. Um, The dumbass has coronavirus. And one of their teammates, I think their star player, uh, forgive me, um, I don't know his name. Donovan Mitchell. Don- okay, Donovan thank you. I, I knew he was not that his caliber of player matters in the situation, but <laughs> no, the no, star no. player of the team, I believe, um, and gave it to him. And that kick-started all of North America canceling because the NBA immediately was like, well, shit, Utah's played quite a number of teams in the last week and a half. Uh, this is over for us. Somebody put up a brilliant graphic of from that from knowing that he, that Gobert contracted it there to how it could have spread through the entire league in the space of like five days because of all well, the contact. Well, th- well, this is the big proponent and reason of social distancing and why we need to cancel these events. And trust me, I get the disappointment. I'm disappointed. It is weird to flip through the channels and not have anything on <laughs> sports related. You know. Yep. I'm not mad. Some people are. I don't get it. Like, disappointment's different than anger. How can you be mad trying to halt this pandemic? Because it doesn't affect me directly, Ryan. Come on. Well, I I know ultimately the people that are still calling it just the flu because they're fucking stupid. Um, because the flu kills more people per year. Well, yeah, because the flu is fucking pretty evident every year, and this thing is like a couple months old and is, you know, spreading for the first time. Also, we don't have vaccines or any kind of treatment for it. So, like, I hate the disingenuous fucking idiots on the Internet spreading that it's just the flu. Um, it's, It's clearly not. It's very dangerous. Um, so the social distancing that needs to happen and we, we see charts and, um, Travis Yost of TSN is doing a marvelous job of sharing information on this. I know he's a hockey writer, but he's a very smart dude and I've appreciated him sharing 
the information he's collected and he's even creating some of his own charts to graph the spread of this in the United States and comparing it to the spread in Italy and Iran and we're not doing so hot right now this is going to get really bad yeah um in our country that does not have medicare for all like these other countries do it does show you how visualizing data from experts really helps getting information out there like it's it's probably one of those things that it would be great if because i think mike is brilliant at what he does it would be great if mike could <laughs> push some of his wonderful work into into doing stuff like this and visualizing what the hell's going on I can fully understand if he doesn't have time or can be bothered with it but what what yoast has done has been has been quite good and, and the hard thing with it is that all of those visualizations are only as good as the data that's available and i don't think there's anybody anywhere that really trusts the information that's coming out of the white house so out of the departments like i don't know I, I how think, you could and and yeah. what what a moment to not be able to trust that information it's well, unacceptable like that here our our prime minister's going through a a um corruption sort of scandal as well at the moment and he just doesn't answer questions or quite clearly does a very good job of getting close to lying but not quite lying and so there's no trust in what he says either so it's not great like it's not great around the world in in countries that should be handling this better because there's enough money to throw at these problems is just not it's it's just it's terrifying i mean i can only speak for somebody who's really sick and tired of seeing a lot of people struggle in the country because of greed this virus is highlighting the need for what's labeled as progressive um, things. They're not all that progressive. They're, in fact, quite necessary, especially in a time like this, uh, the health care for everyone. Having universal child care so when work stops for everybody because they can't go because we're socially distancing, like in our country right now, people still have to go to work. They're not going to yeah. get paid. There's no safety net. Well, schools are canceled. Where Yang? do the kids go? Where's Andrew Yang when you need him? Well, he tried very hard. <laughs> that um, was never going to get up in your country. That wouldn't get not, up here. Not right now, but I'm glad the discussion's been started about it. And yeah. uh, much like how Bernie Sanders is not going to win the nomination, I'm really uh, in debt to him for the conversations he started back in 2016 and kept going to now to, to even have Medicare for all as a main talking point where before it wouldn't even have been brought up. But, um, you know, there's just a lot of safety nets we don't have. And this virus is going to expose so many of them and people are going to be harmed because of it. And it's very unfortunate. And I'm very disappointed that, for a country who brags about their overall wealth all the time and a president who can't help but brag about the economy, even though he was handed a bull market, um, can't help our most vulnerable as you, the word that you keep bringing up. And it's, um, it's frustrating, disappointing, it, it, upsetting. It comes, a little, it comes a little bit from American exceptionalism. One thing that I've noticed is over in America, it's all about the individual in that you guys are given the freedom as an individual to excel. So the problem with that attitude at times is that it leads to a very insular me, 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 me attitude because all you're focused on is yourself or your family unit, right? Which, you know, everybody kind of is, but nobody cares about not having a safety net until they need it. Correct. And and that attitude has really crept in over here. Over here, it's about, oh, the government just keeps taking my money and then gives it off to, to layabouts and people that don't try and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, no, there is a percentage of anybody on welfare that is like that. But it is nowhere near as high as it is made out to be. And there are people that genuinely require that money so they can get themselves a base go back into the workforce, pay their taxes and pay back into the system that helped them get out of the hole. And I 
I am well paid in my job and I pay uh, a good portion of taxes when we get into that because we've got a progressive tax system. When I get up into that, that higher echelon of the tax bracket, I pay quite a lot of tax, not quite 50 cents on every dollar. But it might be 44 cents on the dollar of that tax bracket. Now, I am more than happy to pay that because I know that as a society, we are much better off having a tax system there that you don't have to fight for to, to try and get yourself out of a hole. Now, we need to increase our unemployment weekly payment to those people because it hasn't risen with inflation in 20 years. So you can imagine how low that amount is now yeah, yeah. comparative to what it is. And it's like, this is a prime example over in the States of individualism hurting everybody. And it just, it drives me nuts. Well, it's you structured that way. You have to look out for yourself. I get it. I, 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 I it absolutely sucks. get it. But it's one of those things where it shouldn't take too much of a shift. You know, there's a part of me that goes, I kind of wish this had happened in the middle of last year. Because imagine Bernie Sanders' argument now for a system that cannot handle what's going on or what's about to happen. Well, even Timing though is everything. not win the nomination anymore, there is a debate upcoming in a couple days. He has given questions to Biden. I think he's legitimately going to give Biden a chance to answer some of the, the harder questions on why, why don't you want Medicare for all? Like explain what the problem really is and how it pertains to, I can only imagine the questions a lot of them are going to have to do with, wouldn't Medicare for all solve a lot of the issues with a pandemic like this? And Biden's among, issue among is other that, things, Biden's issue is his heart's not in it. All he's worried about right now is getting rid of Trump. His heart is not in the argument for Medicare for all because he doesn't believe in it. He believes in Obamacare. Yeah, he believes he in still having. He yeah, doesn't he realize that's in, just the start. Yes, that's right. He thinks that's the that's the end. His God, heart is and, in and the right not. place. Like he's running because he really thinks Trump is bad. I get that. No, I, I get that. I, argument I think he's too. very flawed and un inspired candidate choice and i i really do hope that um everybody gets behind um biden i completely understand why people who are behind bernie will say they don't want to vote because biden is not providing them anything to vote for i understand I, that i'm big but bernie the, guy but his a lot of his supporters are kind of gross i get it I get it, but your Supreme Court is so important to I what know. goes on over there. That's the and thing. And the appellate and the appellate courts are so important in regards to what goes on over there. If you leave Trump with four more years to be able to just stack those two courts, all of the progressive That's ideas that you guys want shot. will not happen. And, and and you guys are like world leaders. And our country follows your country. We used to follow the UK in regards to what goes on culturally and politically and systematically. We don't anymore. We follow the states. The whole reason that I am so interested in what goes on in your country politically is that it drives what happens here. And I was so excited that Bernie or Elizabeth Warren might have been able to get um, a few of those progressive ideas up. It would have shifted things here. It would have shown that a, a massive, um, a, a massive capitalistic economy can handle some social progressiveness in in the system and not collapse, which would have been great here because you know we, we've tried to tackle climate change at three elections now, and the party that's been trying to do something about that has has lost every time because of the whole you know fear yeah. campaign thing, and it was like Jesus. Arguably one of our best presidents ever, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Uh, his policies would be closer aligned to Bernie Sanders than most. Yep. Um, and got us through a wartime. So he wasn't just a you know, limp-wristed Democrat. Um, got us through World War II. It's almost like uh, just because you're liberal doesn't mean you can't uh, function on the world stage. Um, Lyndon B. Johnson, who took over for Kennedy, you know, had issues with Vietnam, but a lot of socially progressive things got uh, accomplished in the late 60s. Not so much since. The last 50 years, 
This country's gone way right. Evangelicals have more control in the Republican Party. They're a gross uh, group of people, in my opinion. Um, so anytime a Democrat wins, they don't actually try to pull anything left. They try to be a centrist, which is kind of why I'm disillusioned with Biden as a candidate. You just hit the pause button. The yeah, other party all the goes all in. They own yeah. the pieces of shit that they are. Yeah. They own it. They wear it. They keep dragging it right, and then you just keep hitting the pause button. Nobody so pulls left. No, and, and that was the thing. Bernie might have been able to drag it back. Like your your center now would be Nixon, back in the seventies. That's how far right the country has gone. And, and that's terrifying when you think about it. Yeah, great guy he was. Just it, it it's it's such a slow drag because everything sort of happens. Our, our like centrists they fucking quit because he was going to get impeached. Yeah, I, cool. I, I, I don't. I don't know how else to to explain it in, in in that sense. It's like it all happens in eight year increments. You know, you hit the pause button for eight years, and everyone goes, "Oh, okay, cool." So the slow drag to the rights stopped. Yeah, Obama like, was a centrist for all yeah. the hope and change talk. Well, he, he, the he, thing is, though, he couldn't get any change because his own fucking party, when they had a goddamn uh, a freaking filibuster protected majority in the senate for the first two years of his goddamn presidency wouldn't pass any of the big things that he wanted to pass yeah very missed opportunity very disappointing and and there's the example of centrist democrats really fucking their own constituents up the ass because they don't have the balls to go you know what it might cost me my job in my state but it's the right thing to do for the country you know democrats might sit there and point the finger at people like susan collins for not having the balls to actually do anything in regards to impeachment but all those centrist Democrats back in freaking 08 to 2010, they're responsible for the fact that Medicare did not get through. Well, you so, brought up Susan Collins. Um, she actually, back in 09, stripped $870 million from pandemic preparations on her own. So, um, Let's yeah. go, Maine. Do your job, Maine. Duh. That's that's her, eleven years ago being a piece of shit, much like she is now. Um, so, you know, no sports. Sorry guys, I think I made it to blow some steam. <laughs> I know I've been I've been really frustrated watching the the handling of this. I've actually been, <laughs> funny enough, I've been home the last few days from work because of the flu, not that one, but. <laughs> My daughter tested positive for influenza, and when I stayed home with her, when she was home from school, uh, I got the gift of that. <laughs> so I've had nothing to do all day but kind of keep track of it, which isn't a healthy thing, and it's why I'm kind of upset um, about it all. Um, it's hard not to. Like, if you've got downtime, you just get sucked into the vortex. Like, if you're even slightly interested in politics, it just comes at you at such a quick pace now. How, how can sucks. you not just... be interested? The stakes are very high. How can you be indifferent? How can you even think, like, oh, it doesn't matter who wins? Because a lot of people don't have time. You know what? It's, it's oh, just like so you many... said earlier. Oh, it's not going to affect me. Like, the virus, I'm not going to die from it, whatever. A lot of these policies... You know, oh, either way, I'm okay. And um, nobody thinks about the tens of millions of people who are just get fucked over hardcore um, every single day by this current administration specifically. Um, it does matter. And to your individualism point, yep, that's that's how they want us, though. Yeah, well, it's why they don't like you. It's why they don't like unions. Well, the other the part, collect, the collective is always stronger. The the problem with healthcare being tied to employment, also, you can never, you don't have the freedom and flexibility to protest, go on strikes, those kinds of things. Because if you lose your your job, you don't, you can't get treated. Whereas and you negotiate, if, you're negotiating your healthcare into your pay. Your, yeah. your remuneration for your quality of work should not be tied to the fact that if somebody in your family gets sick, you may or may not be able to be in the right network that's close to your home 
to be able to get care. May or may not go bankrupt. That one. That I find it absolutely amazing that people go bankrupt for the fact that they're trying to get treatment. It I is have just, a friend. It is just baffling. Who, who leans more right. And a horror, horrible thing happened where his uh, four-year-old daughter uh, got cancer a few years ago. And she's good now. She's healthy. She got through it. Fantastic. Uh, but yes, and like I was really worried because I didn't know what his health care was. Uh, but it put it this way, not good enough to the point where uh, we didn't need to promote a GoFundMe campaign for it. Yeah. Which was, it's great the community comes together and um, supports something like that. Like, I mean, I do think that it's a good thing on a community level that people are willing to do that. Why the fuck do we need to do that? Yeah, you shouldn't. Like, what the hell is wrong with us? A kid with cancer and we got to do GoFundMes? Yeah, we're a world leader, all right. And and there is there is something to be said for innovation, particularly in health area. So we have a department called CSIRO, which is where all our scientists are in regards to research and development, all those sorts of things, particularly on the health side. We used to have it funded to the hilt. We came up with so many vaccines and advancements in in cancer treatment and, and, and research. Our government, our current government, which by the time they get to the next election, we'll have been in for nine years, has systematically either paused funding, which is obviously a cut, um, or literally cut funding out from the previous year to the point where our best and brightest are in your country. And you, you can't blame them, but it's like if you are trying to keep the collective healthy, you need to have government-funded think bubble and thought tanks and all those you know, mixed up creative goddamn words that just mean you need scientists in a collective area to be able to work on things without the, the pressure of having to come up with a profit to actually just work on what goes on because they might go down a pathway and it might not come up with a solution. That's fine. You go down another pathway and try and find it out. It's healthcare is so important. It drives me bonkers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that sigh is the right answer. It's um it's been cathartic, I'll say that. This has helped. So I apologize everybody for where this went, but I don't. I, I gave a freaking disclaimer. Yeah, I know you did. I know you did. But... <laughs> there are no sports to stick to. What do you want from us? Well, well, and the other thing is, though, it's like this, unless the season starts up again, this may be the last one we do, unless we do another one similar to this. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Like... Um, we've always, like... we've, for this quote-unquote season of the Hockey Hurts podcast, we, we both agreed, like, we're not going to force a recording if we if we don't have topics that we feel strongly about hockey topics that is, yeah. or like we're not just going to record for the sake of recording because um, both our lives incredibly busy like um, it it does take time to um, get the, the the time zone thing is tough as yeah. um, as you guys know um, so to to do it we, we want to not just like fill time we want to actually provide some strong opinions on things that we care about um if if nothing happens um you know it'll be some dead air for a little bit i guess i can guarantee you we'll probably do one after the democratic nominee is decided after the um, what the the democratic nominee is decided oh. and probably and probably also after the election. But the season will have started again, I would assume, because that'll be in November, that'll be after October. Because I can't, I, can't I can't see the NBA starting again. I know they gave 30 days, and uh, they probably just, just go straight into the playoffs or play five games of the regular season, then go into the playoffs. I'd, oh, love, it if, I'd love it if things you know, got back to normal in a month and a half or two months. Our trajectory looks a lot like Italy, and that's not good. I saw a, just a horrible video, I guess an Italian actor, where he was in tears. Um, his sister died from it. Jesus. And he was doing a, like a selfie video, 
her her deceased body was in the bed behind him and the funeral homes are so backed up that they didn't get her for over 36 hours that's nuts yeah so i'm not confident that you know we're gonna have a stanley cup winner this year and i'm fine with it it's disappointing again but does it really matter in the grand scheme of things no no, it, it really doesn't. Where it does matter is employment. And, and what has been great is like guys like Mark Cuban have come out and said we're going to pay, you know, all the hourly staff. That Shit, even we, the Florida Panthers are. Buffalo Sabres aren't. Oh, my God. <laughs> Terry Pagula. What a fucking clown. He is such a... He's beneath the moment of being an owner a lot of the time and um you know it does show you that money it does show you that money can't get things right like everybody in buffalo was excited because of the more he could throw around and that was off yeah and and that's legit because like yes buffalo at that time period you know very scared they could lose their teams and and it very well could have happened and that would have sucked um it's a big part of the culture in western new york even though the teams aren't good very uh, community-based, uh, very strong bonds with each other, uh, you know, rooting for those teams, even here in Rochester with both those teams. Um, and he came in and, you know, it was solidified, hey, our teams are staying. Oh, well, you're also really rich and are willing to spend. But, you know, it's kind of a buff- buffoon. So it's a, Bloom- it's a Bloomberg thing. Like, I was terrified he was going to be able to buy his way in. I mean, it mm. only took it only took Warren. Liz fucking one, murdered him. Yeah, I only took one debate for her to just stop him in his tracks, which is great. But then everybody dropped out, and that destroyed the whole chance that Bernie had of of getting enough delegates at the convention to go. I'm in front. Yeah. Give me the super delegates, and I can go on and and try it. But that's a conversation for the the next. No, I'm I'm suggest. super. Super happy that Mark Cuban set that tone right away, immediately, and kind of put all the other owners on notice. Except yeah, for Mark it, Chipman in Winnipeg, what a fucking douche nozzle he is. Um, <laughs> but he, he he knows he's fine. Like, Winni- like this is going to be very unfair in Winnipeg, but what else is there to do in Winnipeg but go to a Jets game? Like, he's got a trap market. He could be the biggest asshole in the world. As long as he keeps the team in Winnipeg, everyone will be happy. Like, it really does come... Like, that's what was uh, so good about the Florida Panthers. And Bobrovsky got there and gave out 100k of his own money. A few Kevin of the Love, NBA man, play. doing the same. Yeah, Great. straight away. Like, he was the first player I saw do it. And I've just gone... He just went bang, straight off. Now, he's lucky enough that he can afford to do that. My expectation is not that the all the players go ahead and do this. No, In reality, but, you know, he all on his own merit did it. Yeah. All of the organizations should be doing this. I haven't heard All anything them, about even the, the ones Penguins. That are, no, neither have I. And, and that's not surprising, to be perfectly honest. Cause like a lot of the I, Buffalo media is on Pagula. I don't see much of the Pittsburgh media on That's Berkeley because they carry the water. We'll have to see how that plays out. Um, so um, I guess I do have one sports-related thing. Yes, we might as well. Um, this is a sports podcast after all. So with no hockey to discuss, really, and I really wasn't looking forward to the stretch from a blog writing perspective because I have no interest in talking about, well, see, this virus could actually be good for the Penguins because Jake Gensel might, like, fuck off with that stuff. I'm not happy the Penguins could get Jake Gensel back because people are dying from a fucking virus and they had to delay the year. Um, I just, I, I didn't want to entertain those kinds of like hypotheticals, but that's all you've got. Like, that's the problem. Like, that's I know. What you, so yeah. what I did a few hours ago, I just came up with, um, with March madness being canceled and people not being able to fill out a bracket or yeah. do that. I have started something called March for the cup and I'm going to create a bracket based on the overall standings 
31 teams in the league based on how they are right now. Uh, because it's an odd number, we have the play-in game happening at this moment, Detroit versus Ottawa. And on my blogs, you'll, you will get an opportunity to vote for who you think would win the matchup. And I'm just going to create a I just voted based on the standings. I just voted. Ottawa, I hope. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> so, come on, what are the um, results? Come on, come on. Yeah. Dude. So I'm going to move forward with that probably – um, each round, do a blog. Um, when you do the poll, the results are hidden. Uh, you can find those out in the next. Ah, uh, look at your guard, sneaky, um, sneaky. Yeah. So, if you want, I think it's you know kind of a fun thing uh, that doesn't really matter, but it's still a fun way to um, be interactive with the sport. Uh, with some of the things that have happened this year in the sport and kind of think how would things play All right, out? sorry. Um, and even if the sport starts up again, like you're still thinking about uh, what teams have what players and what strengths they have. So it's kind of a way to stay in the loop while we're out of, out of the uh, I know you get a lot of people that are not Penguins fans that read your stuff. Do you think the Penguins are going to win this thing because you are still a Penguins blogger? No, I don't. You think enough other? Okay, that's good. I wasn't sure. I personally don't. Um, I will, as we go, um, I won't say who I'm voting for no. before the poll's done because I don't want to. I don't want to be leading. Not that people. Well, you just did. You said oh, you hoped I voted for the senators. <laughs> I did, but by the time I, know, I post know, this, I um, afterwards I'll say who I voted for in a lot of them. Um, I will not be voting for the Penguins to go all the way. I do think um, they will have some success. I think they're the seventh-ranked team. And that's the thing. I think anybody in the top ten of the league could win the whole thing. you just got to get a hot goalie and have two shooters get hot, and you can go all the way. That's, that's what the NHL has always wanted. But what I'm saying is, like, I'm not going to... Homer it? I'm not going to vote for the Penguins if they're up against the Bruins, for example. No, and it's why you play the games, because the Penguins could win, you, yeah, you know what the I Penguins mean, could win like, that in real life, but on paper, I'm voting the Bruins. I think the Bruins will do well in the, in the vote. I would assume so. I would assume Tampa would as well. Um, I would expect St. Louis. I mean, it could be a repeat of last year, really, when it comes down to it. Vegas. Well, it depends on if they decide to start Leonard and you're a little thingy-jiggy-jiggy. Uh, the people voting can do it however they want. I, I don't know how many parameters I'm actually uh, going to set on stuff. So, Laner being there helps. I think absolutely. that's objectively true. So, although Flurry has played better since it's, he showed he's up. He's played better since I left the country. <laughs> Yep, that's, that's also true. Bastard. So, well, let's end on that note because this is my, that this is a yeah, much we, chirpier, much happier ending to this podcast than I thought it was going to be. Stuck for around. those that stuck around to to this point, appreciate letting us vent about the global situation. Um, I needed to get some things off my chest with that. And I appreciate it. Appreciate your support. Um, you know, it's going to be a while till we get hockey back. Um, be patient. You know, go get a fire stick at Cody. Watch a lot of movies, TV shows. Uh, watch, watch some, some old school games. YouTube, whatever. Or that. Go watch some Mario Lemieux. Yeah, some JJ. You be disappointed. Just the, sorry, not Jack Johnson. But, but, but don't watch Wayne Gretzky's highlights. They're kind of blah compared to the Lemieux ones. Yeah, it's much, much more fun to watch those. Ignore the jersey. Just watch the Canada Cup, 87 Canada Cup games. They're good. Yeah, actually, those are really good, so... All right.
See you guys. Thank you. See ya.